Hey, what's up, listeners? Welcome back to Yellow Spandex. This week, we've talked about all kinds of crazy things like the live action series on Netflix. Cowboy Bebop should be out, I don't know, sometimes next year or in 2020, maybe. We also talked about Shazam. What else did we talk about? And sequels and stuff for Shazam, like uh, and Black Adam's origin story. That's right. We even get in depth with Morbius, mm-hmm. the old Spider-Man villain. Yeah, and I think we talked about Ghost in the Shell uh, a little bit, along with Cowboy Bebop. And- That's right. And then... We can't forget about Endgame. Oh, a lot more about that when it comes out, but uh, you guys are probably going to listen to this right before it comes out. That's right, so stay tuned. Here we go. We're getting it started. Thanks for coming back to Yellow Spandex. I'm We're, Vince, and I'm one of the people who talks too much on this show. To <laughs> be honest, I think you don't talk enough. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm actually like the opposite of and what I just we're said. We're here, folks. We're at Endgame Week. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm going to cry. Also, just to clarify so the people don't ask why I haven't talked about it, we did record this slightly early, so I haven't played Mortal Kombat 11 yet, so that's why you haven't heard me talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure if you go to his Instagram or whatever, you'll probably, probably gonna be see stuff. all kinds of stuff. Or there'll be nothing on it because I'll just be hiding. That's true. <laughs> I've been I've already been trying to to uh, get out of uh, Endgame spoiler stuff. Like oh. I I think this week I think I'm going to start even maybe tomorrow I might I might not look uh, go online at all. Oh, oh I'm not just hiding. Go, uh, I'm not hiding. Silent. Yeah. I'm not hiding because of spoilers. I'm just hiding because like I'll just be playing Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. But you won't see him. He will. He he will be. Uh, spoot of the tunnel people. Yeah. Last week we definitely talked about Mortal Kombat. Yep. We definitely whenever the new Star Wars. Uh, Mortal Kombat is killing it probably right now. It killed it before the the pre-orders alone. Um, so. Shazam was amazing. Yeah. Uh, what, biggest movie ever now? Like... I don't know if it did as well as Aquaman, as, or, but it's definitely like people. I don't think for DC. I don't think it's the biggest movie ever, but it did really well. Like, yeah. Did it do? I wonder if if uh, Shazam did be- the best out of all the DC movies. I, I don't so think far. It, it definitely didn't beat Aquaman. Like okay. Aquaman, like just was so massive. Okay. But he's not a known character, like no, not to yeah. the general public. Aquaman, even because everybody makes fun of Aquaman, is a known <laughs> character. Also, I don't want to speak for other people, but I I feel like the Aquaman movie translated internationally mm-hmm. and shazam had a lot of very american humor in mm. a very western humor at the very right. least so i don't know like it, i don't know how other translations work because i know with different voiceovers sometimes they have to make jokes in other contexts yeah mm, and yeah. things so uh, mm. i don't know internationally like how big it was or, mm-hmm. mm. i remember uh weird al mm. did that uh the his movie which was uh Gosh, what was that? UHF. Movie? UHF. And he said uh, they had to rename it. Oh, yeah. And he's like, they called it Vidiots from UHF or something. Vidiots? Vidiots from UHF. And they're like, we need to pitch this to this other country because this. And he's like, okay, well, why do we need to name it? He's like, well, how about if we name it this? And he's like, ah, I don't care. And then like it gets there and like the first person stands up like at the press junket in that country. And they're like, excuse me, why did you name this Vidiots from <laughs> UHF? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't name it. It's this guy. It's some other guy named. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Translations of different cultures is interesting. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, I don't know. Do you guys remember MTV Spring Break? Yeah. Vaguely. So there was a host. I don't know if you remember, but it was a guy in a big tiki, mm-hmm. like tiki head, head mm. thing. And his name, and I learned later that they named it on the spot. Like one of the hosts just like, they didn't have anything written. They were just like, ah, oh, this is Machu Chachi. Because it sounded like vaguely like island-ish or mm. whatever. Current, that probably wouldn't fly nowadays. It'd be highly <laughs> insensitive. But like... What they didn't gather was um, that couldn't air in Korea, and Korean viewers in America were kind of like, "Why'd you, why'd you name him that?" Because Machu Chachi, like phonetically, kind of sounds like the Korean word for big dick. 
<laughs> so like I remember, I remember watching that and like this big tiki comes on and I also like <laughs> Your I don't parents know stick their head in the room and be like what like, why are you watching this because this giant wooden head like I'm Machu Chachi like okay he's like shaking it around yeah oh, so I don't know you never know how things translate to other other countries was didn't that happen before with uh, your parents thought they were calling some kid like a stupid kid oh, or something yeah so when uh, Howie Mandel had that cartoon Bobby's World oh that's what it was so Uncle Ted always called Bobby, Bobby Yo, Babo. Mm. So in Korean, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, but I'll do it as close as I can. Like, Pabo. Yeah. So it sounds very similar to that, which is like, it. like a little dummy. Yeah. So it's like, yo, Babo. And my mom's like, why is he calling him a dummy? He's just a little kid. <sighs> Later in life, I found out that my mom called me the Korean equivalent of little shithead for my entire life. And still to this day, doesn't think I know what it means. <laughs> uh, I found out when I was roughly 14 or 15 from a Korean foreign exchange student because she was like a gas. She was like, you let your mother talk to you that way? <laughs> He's like, I always thought it was son. She's like, no, it's a very derogatory term. I thought it was I love you. <laughs> oh, wow. It was uh, just a little joke of hers. Yeah, my so, kids hum, come home sometimes because uh, we live in a very, we live in like Los Angeles area and so that's a very Armenian and Korean and it was kinda, mm. it's just kind of weird like those cultures kind of seem clash and uh she'll come home all the time being like trying to speak the words that the korean kids tell her mm-hmm. <laughs> and one was one was pabo oh really yeah it was funny oh, wow. I, I don't think it's like a curse word i think it's just like a you're dumb yeah. kind of thing yeah. but the thing my mom used to call me was very much a curse word. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about shazam this week we want to talk about cowboy bebop so this kind of hits two strings because vince is a huge fan of the anime this yeah the the way they wrote the space cowboy has really like affected my life and so much so that i've watched this series i don't know i can't even count how many times it never gets old to me i can i can rewatch those it's not a very long series at all there's only like it's basically a movie right it's like one season there there are several movies mm-hmm. they they made a few movies all with the you know different plots everything but mm-hmm. overall like cowboy bebop is like your quintessential anime one of the most popular especially when it was on television for toonami so um, Netflix a while back announced they were going to do a live action Cowboy Bebop, yeah. which sounded interesting. Um, I was a little skeptical at first because Western studios adapting anime don't have a good track record of doing it correctly or representing very well. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, um, yeah, right. Scarlett Johansson is going to be John- is, is going to be the main character, Cowboy Bebop, sure, whatever. Uh, but um, then our friend Leo Camacho, who's an actor and cosplayer like photoshopped himself into like a poster for Netflix and we're like congrats Leo oh my god that's perfect he looks like the character mm-hmm. and I thought that was awesome and it turned out to be like a joke like I don't think he actually meant it to be a joke I thought he meant it to be something cool but he's mm-hmm. so convincing is that character what's the main character's name Spike Spiegel Spike so when he, he was such a convincing Spike I was like oh that'd be cool but I mentioned that to Vince and Vince was like it's actually very important that he's an Asian actor hmm. in this one. Yeah, because he's he's part of the Japanese syndicate, or he used to be a part of like the gangs mm. called the Red Dragon. So like, so that <laughs> if he was a, the Italian or Greek was guy. Ryan Reynolds. This so, would not work. So that, but then I was like, well, that never stopped any of these studios before and things. But huge win! Uh, they announced recently a couple weeks ago that John Cho would be Spike. I'm so happy about this. This is great because I think he'll do a really good Spike. And Spike's personality is not going to be an easy one to act either. If, if that name sounds familiar and you can't put a picture in your head, John Cho was the uh, Asian guy in Harold and Kumar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a very, he, he also had a recent indie movie, Searching, that I haven't seen yet, but I really want to see. That's supposed to be like phenomenal. But uh, I know I, I try and 
my best not to bring that up a lot. But it comes out a lot. It's representation in Hollywood. Mm. This it was a huge win for the Asian American acting community. Like there's hashtags created like, you know, John starring John Cho, blah, 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 and stuff because it was someone who's like a good actor. It wasn't just like a token. It fit the character, like the story, like Vince said, like it was really important for him to be at least remotely Asian. It couldn't just be like Chris Evans is suddenly going to be, you know, <laughs> Chris wow. Evans and Scarlett Johansson. I'd have hated it on, hated on it so hard. And John, John's a pretty big name, but I feel like they're still taking a little bit of a, a risk because he's not like a triple A, like, mm. you know, you're going to get like, you know, it's not like The Rock starring in something. Yeah. So I, I think that's, it's cool. Hopefully it does well. I think what's really going to make it do well is if the Asian community actually supports it. Because mm. that's not a great... There's the, another fault on the Asian side is sometimes they're not the best at supporting their own kind. <laughs> there's, the media, so. there's a couple of really important things, John, because we know you're listening. <laughs> Spike... Well, first off, he's a bounty hunter. I forgot to... Uh, I was going to say, probably give a rundown for people because I'm sure I didn't know anything okay. about this. So I'm sure there's some people that don't know anything about it. The only thing I know about Cowboy Bebop was they use a lot of new wave jazz. So, oh yeah. So like <laughs> it was it was for, for the band that was created for, for Cowboy Bebop. Uh, there's a lot of beats that feel like they should be more dramatically influenced by the by the by the or the music should be more dramatically influenced by the scene but instead you have this like dramatic thing happening and all of a sudden you got this like upbeat bebop jazz like hitting in the back so you're like kind of confused while you're watching cowboy bebop sometimes because the emotions don't match the music but overall it's more of an art piece the whole entire thing than it is like these like uh serial kind of moments so the reason they call it cowboy is because the uh hit uh spike spiegel and jet black are both bounty hunters and then later on they meet faye valentine and she's also a bounty hunter and they bring in bounties and get money kind of like a lead a battle angel they're the mm -hmm. hunter warriors or whatever and they they bring the heads in and basically they get money for the heads or whatever but for cowboy bebop they have to be alive in order to collect the bounty you, they have to give them into the authorities to in order to collect so spike and jet are basically in the entire season going through just trying to survive and it's almost like a starving musicians like they never have food on the ship oh yeah so i should say that too jet black has a big ship called the bebop ah so cowboys so bebop. they're cowboy bebop and spike has a ship called the swordfish which is a, a racing ship that jet and him actually like uh they fasten a bunch of different weapons and like things attached to this race ship anyway so they go on they they hit bounties and then eventually they meet Faye. And Faye also joins them on the ship. And then later on, they meet a little girl named Edward. And she she's a brilliant hacker. So it'd be really interesting to see uh, what they do for Netflix. And if they try to just like throw all these characters in in the first couple of episodes. Or if they try to like actually do what the series did and kind of plan it out through throughout the, the first so season. That's something else I didn't read up on. If the Cowboy Bebop is going to be a movie or a series. Right, and that's what keeps confusing me because I, there are Cowboy Bebop movies. Live action series. Oh, there you go. All the actors here. We, we're looking at uh, John Cho. It looks like... The guy that played, uh, that was in Luke Cage. Mustafa. Is that him? Yeah. Shakir. So Mustafa is going to be Jet Black. That's interesting. Oh, okay, so it says live action series. So it will be a series. Yeah, so. that's what I figured. She's going to be Faye Valentine. Okay, what's her name? 
because I had it hot all the news. I like I like this person's comment though on Twitter. It says, "Me, I will never be down for cowboy cowboy bebop series." John Cho walks into the room, blue suit, smoking a cig. Put this in my eyes. Yes, <laughs> um, it's like the Star Wars thing from last week. Like I'm not to gonna top. watch this. Like whoa, what? Okay, fine, I'll watch it. A little higher. All right, right there. All right, so yeah, John Cho will play Spike Spiegel, Mustafa as Jet Black, Daniela Pin Pinata. <laughs> Uh, as Faye Valentine and Alex Hassel as Vicious. He's going to... Okay, so interesting. Okay, so Vicious is like Spike's... Uh, the 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 protagonist where Spike is the antagonist. Uh, where I did that in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so Vicious is the bad guy. Anyway, Jet used to work for the police, the, the Mars police or something like that. Oh, that's another thing is this is all like space and everything. So there's Earth, there's Mars, there's different planets that I can't even freaking name. There are like space stations that like have entire civilizations on them. This is starting to feel like the Hellboy movie we just saw. Oh, uh, it, it's, it's <laughs> like if, if you actually go through it, especially if you've seen both or the, all the movies too, because there's a planet called Titan mm -hmm. and there's a there's things that uh, Spike uh, was a part of Does like have missions. A feeling does it have a feeling that's kind of like firefly like you got cowboy and bebop and space yeah it's like a piecemeal from all these different genres it, it kinda, that somehow works so flawlessly it kind of makes sense though like from a cultural aspect because this is a japanese anime right mm -hmm. so in japan uh cowboy culture and country music are huge mm. and so is jazz so it kind of makes sense that those are the pieces of culture they're like putting together for something um, i don't know if that was the thought when they were making it or if it happened organically or like mm. what but like it it kind of makes sense as far as influences and things but i had a question for vince as a huge fan of cowboy bebop do you think it would be better for them to try to recreate the original series with live action or would you like to see them continue the story in live action I'd, I'd actually like them to recreate what is out there now as far as you know what's canon only because i would rather see the anime continue the story than someone else try to well maybe continues a little weird like uh kind of so alita battle angel yeah um doesn't necessarily continue the story it kind of just grabbed it, from all of the content but it's the intersection of all the existing alita stuff yeah so would you rather see something like that or do you want to see them do like a beat for beat like kind of like Watchmen, where they do like shot for shot from like the panels you well, know? I'm, I'm glad that we were able to dis distinctively make the uh the whether it's going to be a movie or a series so we found out it's going to be series but if it was a movie that's probably what they would end up doing you know mm -hmm. is just take it like a the good pieces of all of this what's out there and make mm -hmm. a movie so i'm really really interested to see what they do for a series like, i think that it's probably better I, I think most things are better as a series because then you can get into you know characters and you know and plots and stories it just gives you more time oh, absolutely i mean that's so why daredevil time. and all and and everything else it gives you more time than just a silly movie would the problem here guys john you're still listening right hmm. uh there's a lot to unpack here you can't just kind of like graze through stuff throughout the the series there's so much 
character development that just kind of naturally unfolds Mm -hmm. and and the way um transitions work like the end of battles or like the ends of the days the beginnings of the mornings like the way everything transitions is it feels and flows very naturally like you are actually living on the on the bebop with them like you spend the morning with them you spend an afternoon you you feel hungry with them in, in the evening and then you see them eat like ramen noodles you know like they need to bring the the emotions and the environment of the bebop and and this bounty so, hunting game to the, the series to so the style of this should it be like ultra realistic like this could happen in a couple centuries or should it be like a heightened reality like like alita where it's it's like there's a super stylized very unrealistic but really like fun thing or should, or should it be the other way should it be like you know, not should it be the yellow yeah. spandex where it goes like off into like fantasy world or should it be like x-men black suits like <laughs> this is like blade runner versus it should it should kind of feel yeah, yeah. like a western you know like in the sense of like you, you start off with the hero you know in a desert somewhere you know but it's not even in the beginning like where you start off is actually at the in the middle or the third act you know so you find him in the desert but then it zips back to you know present time and then it shows you how he ended up in the desert by himself like that's a very like bebop thing to do you know Mm. but it should feel like like the way things play out is kind of like a western like the way the plot unfolds not much so as of like a futuristic like look wise like the like place should look futuristic or Mm. if like clothes should look futuristic i think aesthetically it should feel old because the the time the time of this uh, Earth has fallen. Actually, Earth is no one lives. The people that live on Earth can't live on the surface anymore because the surface changes every twelve hours because of meteors. Mm. So at some point, someone like cracked the moon, and it threw off everything with the Earth. So people had to go to like Mars and all these different places to find life now mm-hmm. to live there. But the people that do live on Earth that live like it have to live in, inside in these like secured areas because the uh, the terrain is constantly changing by meteors. So it's, it's funny. It's this is of, all that shit that needs to be unpacked in this series. That's kind of uh, the plot of that movie we saw called Wandering Earth, where everybody had to move underground. It's a Chinese film. Yeah, I think they said it was like the highest like budget of Chinese films like ever. It shows. It's about yeah. the Earth having to be propelled out of orbit. It's insanely broad, but it's great. I loved it. It's so far in the future that the sun is starting to consume the earth because that's like some that's physics. Like that's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like we've reached that point in history. So all the nations on earth agree to build jet turbines on one side to propel it out of orbit. Mm -hmm. But it even though it's total sci-fi, there are like little elements of real life physics in it because as they approach Jupiter, they start getting pulled into the Jupiter's gravity field and it becomes the whole like things that people just didn't think about they're like well we're gonna propel ourselves out of orbit what about other gravitational forces that we have no numbers or data on (laughs) yeah it's insane yeah i i wanted to actually i never got to finish like john i know you're still listening uh the the first spike there was a a few few like very very important things to put into spike as you as you act and play spike spiegel the one i said was uh, this like spiritual like native american thing but also his kung fu and his mixed martial arts and pretty much his entire fighting style is very unique to to him Mm. to spike no one else ever in the entire world of cowboy bebop looks or fights like spike spiegel 
uh, Vicious even like comes from the same syndicate, Red Dragons. Uh, long story short, uh, Vicious kills all the leaders of Red Dragon, the Red Dragon Syndicate, and ends up trying to run it himself. But then eventually, Spike catches up with him and fucking kills the guy and uh, and dies himself. Actually, Spike has died a few times uh, and ha- has lived to tell about it. Like he, one time, he died in in water, and uh, that Native American that he always goes to 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 get guidance actually pulled him and saved his life the one time. Does he actually um, die or is he just near death? You no, know, he dies and then he comes back from death. Hmm. There's a depiction of like you see it, Spike's eyes and like you see what he sees and then you, mm-hmm. you live this like afterlife kind of thing with him. And then he's like basically says like I'm not ready to go yet. All this other uh, stuff. And then that's kind of like that scene life. in Deadpool too. Kind of, yeah, it's, it's similar, but he's like on the verge it, of it and he's like I can't. Yeah, my time. Yeah, <clears throat> I think like there's a, there's a few like different uh, examples of that. But the way the Spike fights, for one, is going to be a big thing that John has to pull off. Also, I don't know if you're a smoker, dude, but Spike is in like a pack a day at least. So uh, You think they'll put that in there? Because I feel like Hollywood generally does not. It would be interesting because I thought about that. And what I thought of is they'll probably introduce it and then eventually he just says, like, I quit or something. Mm-hmm. And that's how they get rid of it. Because mm-hmm. you have the fan service has to be there. I don't know at what capacity or what level the fan service will be but these are like very very obvious things that spike has in his personality see things like that like that don't have um too much of like a social impact i i don't i don't know i don't like seeing that go i mean i'm not i I don't know cowboy bebop that well to know if it's that iconic but like so for that sense i get it that like it's bad to show people smoking because it makes kids think that's cool or whatever but i I feel like there's enough education on both sides nowadays you know that like we're gonna see like a space space cowboy smoking a cigarette like i think that's a different case than like seeing like you know like someone in your real life but it's so we we saw dumbo a couple weeks ago the the quote-unquote live action Mm -hmm. version of dumbo and they had the pink elephant scene but Dumbo didn't get drunk or hot, whatever happened. I asked someone and they said they didn't have that. I guess the, so uh, they had that scene. They kind of did it differently. It okay. became like a heightened reality. There might be magic involved kind of thing. Like it's something Dumbo witnesses happen during a show. And I can't tell if they were trying to make it since he's like a baby that his childlike wonder painted this picture yeah. or if the circus was D- Danny DeVito was actually magical and made this thing happen. So the pink elephant, the song plays a version of it at least and the 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 blue, the bubble elephants and stuff happen but he doesn't get drunk to <laughs> see it. he doesn't drink anything weird yeah. which i get like what's pc you can't show babies drinking all this stuff but it's like i don't know i don't think that that would actually like make an infant go drink you know like yeah. it was just such like a innocent mm. iconic scene from the original dumbo that if you're going to do a shot for shot kind of like not it wasn't even a shot for shot but like if you're no. going to do these scenes that are iconic from the original movie like just go for it because that's what we remembered. They even did Baby of Mine in there and it, it wasn't exactly the same. Like they, instead of the song kind of being sung by like a disembodied voice and then, you know, Dumbo going to the cage and seeing his, uh, the trailer and seeing his mom and stuff. Yeah. There was like a campfire and the, it was like a woman who was a mermaid or something like a, not a real mermaid, but like posing as a mermaid in the freak show, like was on a ukulele singing by a campfire. And that's why the soundtrack was happening. That was a nice, like, compromise of like this could happen and now here's a scene and then they pan over and mm. dumbo's like seeing this mom for the last time and stuff speaking of animals they better put a, a welsh corgi in the series of cowboy bebop or i'm not watching it so is the corgi realistic or is it kind of like a goofy side character the in the in cowboy bebop the corgi was a part of a, an experiment 
and so they save the dog because the well, there's people after the dog, or they're after Edward because Edward has the dog because Edward finds the dog. So this, this is, is a long story about that. <laughs> so, th- so this is going to be a CG corgi. Yeah. It, no. It, it, well, it's, it's a, a regular Netflix dog show, so I don't think they had the. There's just something in the dog's blood that they need that but, they added to it. But could a corgi be so well trained that well, it could? I'd it's just imagine. the dog in the series. The dog doesn't talk it, it in the series. Do but I mean, does does he do you need to know like any commands or anything? Nope. Like, it doesn't okay. do anything special. It's literally they the whole entire time there. It's either Jet is like yelling at the dog because it's in the mm-hmm. way or yelping or it's hungry. Spike hates dogs until the very end of the series. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I, I see why you keep this dog around. Finally, I, I just I thought of it because in Captain Marvel they had um, Goose, yeah, who was played by three or four cats, but also a CG cat. And they said the CG cat was not only for the Florkin stuff, yeah, but also like sometimes the cat would need to hit marks. I guess, and they can't they can't I have can like totally a real see that if if they, they write it in a way that they need that in there. They yeah. also said that Bree was extremely allergic to cats. Yeah. So, so they kind so, of... <laughs> but, but there was like have. certain things like the cat had to like walk to person A, linger, go to person B, mm-hmm. do something like... And they're like, you can't like train an actual cat to do that without looking like it's yeah, like... cats won't do that. Going to food or something, you know? I, I don't think they'll ever get this detailed, but Ayn does... Um, there's a, there's a, a, a storyline where... They are after this like chess player, this uh, this inner like inner web chess player. The dude's like super old. Long story short, he like set up uh, a sabotage. The company he used to work for fifty years ago, he set up this thing before he got fired. All this fifty years goes by, and his his sabotage trap uh, like uh, opens up in the web and totally ruins the company. Whatever, but uh, Ayn, the Welsh corgi and Cowboy Bebop pushes the a piece forward at one mm-hmm. point. And then in the, in a in a movie, he mo- moves a shogi piece on the board and actually helps Jet win the shogi game, uh, which is a, a Japanese game. I'm guessing hmm. shogi. I don't actually know if it's a real game. It's been depicted in a lot of different animes, um, man. But there is like so much thing, so many things that they would have to like really like hone in on and take ca- account of. Is to, this the, to get the fans in? Is this the type of property that like the the fans are going to crucify them for missing like the smallest detail probably because this is one of like this is a cult so, classic so is this going to be another one kind of we mentioned in the last episode where like you should probably just not watch it as a cowboy view up fan i'm still going to watch just because I, I you know i just want to see things like that but i there will be like things i'm angry about <laughs> I already know the one thing people that are listening that don't know Cowboy Bebop at no point in any of this is there hope for anyone or is there any like positivity most of the entire series is very like drab and like the characters are usually upset or angry or agitated or there's never like a like I'm a hero I can do this you know mm-hmm. somebody back me up like there's the, the you know three bounty hunters it's it's a bounty hunter life you know yeah, it's not like say, a it's kind of a family kind of, kind of deal you know obviously like there's these energy type uh, relationships like when you have friends or if you're traveling with people like there's reason there's a reason you're traveling with the people that you're traveling with you may not even know them you know but mm-hmm. eventually you'll find out the reason that you all have came to that one place at that one time well that also applies with cowboy bebop well i know that you know i didn't really watch dragon ball 
Yeah. But the one Dragon Ball movie mm-hmm. that people just unanimously hate. Was it the new one? Yeah. The new Broly movie. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, you you two are talking about two completely different movies. Which ones he's talking about? I'm talking about like the live action Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. So that was, what was it called? I don't know. Ruth Ann always yells, yells about it. <laughs> Evolution, that's, that's what it was. Our friend Ruthann's in that one. Yeah. I just heard like constant complaint about This like, was the so bad. Yeah, that's it what was, like not even close. The store the like uh urban legends are that the they knew how bad it was while they were making it. Because I guess there was a lot of things that they were promised mm-hmm. that when they showed up for the first day of shooting, like it was very clear that it wasn't gonna happen. Well, it's kinda like a band rider when you get to the concert. Yeah. Well <laughs> they made it seem like it was one notch away from being that original Fantastic Four movie mm-hmm. that never released. It was just uh, it was just kind of like happening for the sake of happening. Which and is weird because it's such a enormous, you know, love. Oh, Dragon Ball? Yeah. yeah. Dragon Ball. Huge. I can't believe it. Yeah, they let it they let this even come out. Yeah. And so like I don't think that's going to happen to this next show. Cowboy? Yeah. I, I this is unanimously hated. I mean, this, well, this got what 2.6 out of 10. This wasn't a th- <laughs> yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution was a movie too. This is Cowboy will be a a series. I'm a, I, you know, the, the bar is up there though. They're going to have a hard time like winning over a lot of people in this mm-hmm. unless they like really like hone in on the essence of the show. So I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm really interested in the, seeing the how, reason I how asked, it pans out. The reason I asked about like if it's fans are going to hate it is because it's kind of important because we mentioned John shows being cast. So yeah. it's the first time that a major studio is going to be like, okay, we're going to take a shot at this. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to put an Asian person in for an Asian person. If it flops, they're going to blame that. Oh, I hope not. So, what it would it, like if, if all the Cowboy Bebop fans are like, this is shit, they're like, okay, we're never going to cast like a. I'm hoping they just do a good job. I don't think they'd do that. They they talk about it all the time, though. They're like, yeah. oh, like it, like if uh, Ghostbusters with females doesn't work, then women movies don't work. I'm like, why? Uh, Another so thing that's like really going to bother me, too, is Cowboy Bebop is so intertwined with the jazz, you know, and the mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Just overall, music is like a very, very prominent thing about cowboy bebop especially like the the beginning and end songs like i said the, this they they created a band for this shit mm-hmm. and they everything from the cues to the music the end credits the beginning credits everything is this one band uh so it's going to be interesting to see like if they even make music a thing for this you figured it'd have to be if it was such a big part of the old one yeah i mean netflix with luke cage i mean they that thing's littered with amazing music. I also don't so. know how big the fandom for Cowboy Bebop is. There's there's a huge fandom because there's a yeah. in a downtown no in the west side west LA somewhere there's a theater that shows it like every week at like midnight or oh, something. Oh yeah they play one of the movies. Well it yeah it's one of the movies because it's the, that theater plays Rocky Horror Picture Show on like a Friday mm-hmm. and then the Cowboy Bebop on a Saturday or a reverse or something yeah. like that every week so there's enough of a fandom for stuff like that. Yeah. I mean but, I've never heard of Alita Battle Angel up until that movie came out. Same here. So, I've heard yeah. of Cowboy Bebop before. Yeah. How long ago was this? Uh, how long ago did it start? This I was like the 80s, wasn't it? Was like it? The 80s? Well, it's like a kind I of like Ghibli was, thing to where like... I think it was early uh, or late 90s or early 2000s. Late 90s? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Let me see. So now that Ghibli me. stuff was all in the 80s, that's just beautiful and amazing. And they just mm-hmm. released most of that stuff like overdubbed like what, mm-hmm. seven or eight years ago? Anime usually does take like a few years to get over to the States. Well, before the internet took a few years because they do like dubs and rights mm-hmm. and all that stuff it's just i don't know it'll just be interesting to see how they handle it because uh i mean I, there have been a bunch of other yeah. previous like animes 98 99 really crazy wow it's 
It looks like it's been earlier than that. I was gonna say, like, I mean, this not not this is not a jab at the series. It looks like it was produced in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they they definitely have a their own style of anime. Uh, did you watch Nickelodeon when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Okay, I used to watch this show on Nickelodeon. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it was called Noozles. Oh yeah, Noozles. But it, I don't, I've never seen it actually put on uh, DVD or anything recently. But it's. A series, and I can't I can't remember who made it, but you know, obviously it's an anime that they dubbed for for us in the early earlier days of Nickelodeon. They just they took stuff and dubbed it in here and sent it over here because they didn't have anything of their own yet. It was before like you know Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. but um, the show was like looked like it was a little kids show at first, and you're like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. You know, as a little kid, and then it got start getting dark <laughs> to where like she you know her grandpa died and he had sent the grandma this koala bear and like oh okay and so she like rubs her nose against the, the koala bear's nose and it wakes the koala bear up i remember that and like, they can go to the other koala bear world they can draw like a circle in the air and go through the circle and they're in the other dimension and they're like oh yay it's fun now they can go play in the other dimension and whatnot and koala bears and stuff in the other dimension hate humans yeah they're, they're all like, like disgruntled yeah exactly and so eventually it comes up to where like the grandfather is sucked in this part of the the universe that like you can no you cannot go in or you will die. But his like soul is still there, and so they can still talk to him. And the universes are colliding, and it's like this little kids show that was oh it's kind of cutesy cutesy. And then Ant Man flies super by. Super dark. Yeah, no seriously, it was like that though. Where like he's stuck here and like you Quantum can't come realm. here. Yeah, it gets really creepy. It's like stuff when we were kids like was dark. I don't know what happened because things were dark. Like mm-hmm. remember Ghost Rider? It was yeah, like a PBS Ghost show. Rider. So, like the premise of that, it was the soul of a uh, of a slave that died, mm-hmm. that was like entrapped in a book because he was one of the only African American people that could read, and that's why he was teaching kids how to read. It, like it, it was like, <laughs> what a dark subplot yes, for really. such a lighthearted series. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do feel like that way, I especially. Uh I feel like Walt Disney went a little too far in the 80s. You can go back and find like these movies that you'd never hear of today. Even Escape to Witch Mountain is mm-hmm. kind of scary. But like there's other movies that are like downright almost horror movies in the 80s like, that, that Disney did. Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Yeah, it creeped me out when I was little. That was like even as an adult that you're watching it like, I mean, it's kind of fun loving. There's like a, like a dark magic happening in it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like My kids love it now. But yeah, yeah I remember when I was being little that or uh, what's the other one that's like that one? Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Uh, those ones, I don't know why they creep me out, but they did. Or even, um, it's been too long. Even like me. the uh, the Renaissance era of Disney, like with Little Mermaid and stuff. Like when Ariel gets her voice taken away, that's like mm-hmm. a terrifying scene. Yeah, like Ursula's ter- she eats like sentient characters. Yeah, Souls. like when when it like opens up with her, you see her like talk to like a character and then bite its head like she's like it. the like, sang shang soon of the ocean <laughs> well no remember she had those little shrimps and looks like please and you just and she mm. she turned them into that sh- oh that's shrimps. right yeah she's evil yeah disney used to be a lot darker or even uh beauty and the beast like beast getting injured and all that yeah. stuff like but then again like we have like i don't know i know it's not disney necessarily but it's like pixar where you have like up or they're like the first like 10 minutes of the movie is like his wife dies <laughs> and you're yeah like, oh and it's funny because like i don't know if you've for some reason never seen up like vince had only seen up recently on his birthday this last yeah. year and it's like they had just done such a good job telling a love story within 10 minutes mm-hmm. they were like because it, it's not just his wife dies it's like they plan on going adventures together they mm-hmm. wanted to have kids like they they got none of those things yeah they, they were actually in love you got this feeling that they're actually in love and it wasn't like a fling and like how can you tell all that in 10 minutes and sometimes people get three hours and can't tell half that story mm. <laughs> 
True that. But anyway, you are excited for Cowboy Bebop, and yeah. I'm actually excited to watch it too. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty stoked. When is, does it say uh, when it's going? Nah. It's it's probably going to be a while because yeah. if they just announced the cast, cast, they're not even like filming or like, I I I wonder if there's like scripting happening yet or if they're doing that after the fact. I don't know how series work. I'm not too stoked on who's playing Jet Black. For one, he's not. He wasn't black, but I guess it doesn't matter. Did you see Luke Cage second season? Because he's uh, the bad guy in it. Oh yeah, I did. I'm. I, I mean, I, I don't. I think all these actors are highly capable of knocking it out of the park, or at least doing a good job, you know. But uh, I don't know. He first off, he doesn't look like Jet Black. No, is, is the other guy an Asian as well? Uh, Jet Black. Jet is not Asian. I mean, I guess. They're all supposed to be Asian, mm-hmm. but he's more like the you don't really know. Mm-hmm. I think he actually was born on Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah, and okay. I think actually I think uh, Spike was born on Mars too. But he's always been like of Asian descent, mm-hmm. you know, especially because of his history and everything. But Vicious, like they make Vicious a white dude here too, and like so that's gonna be. <laughs> was he supposed? Was he Japanese in the? Uh, he was kind of just like Spike, yeah. But it I mean, looked very for, like similar, except for the hair. Vicious had blonde hair, and Spike had like oh, so if messy he's, green if, he, if he's if he's blonde, unless it was a uh, like I don't know the cosmetic thing or whatever. I, I don't know about this. This is a space kind of opera thing. They do like a you, white you, version. Usually, of that. like hair color and like eyes shape, yeah. like eye shape has to do with like uh, implied ethnicity in anime. Yeah. Like when it, when it's like goofy anime, generally characters with like gigantic eyes, like round eyes mm-hmm. are supposed to be like Western. I'm digging this Faye Valentine though. I think she's going to end up doing a good job. We should, you want to see what Vicious looks like? You can pull up a yeah, sure. photo of Vicious. I was going to say like from the anime that I have seen, I can't tell nationalities. I feel yeah. like they're almost downplayed. I don't know if they did it on purpose. Even in that one uh, show I was talking about earlier, the Noozles show, like it looks like the kids are white, I think, in it. But I, it's obviously like made in Japan. So like so. The, the last... Um, or Jubilee. Like they, Jubilee doesn't look like she's... Well, Jubilee's supposed to be like usually like a mixed yeah. thing. Like they usually imply... I, I, I've known. I, I don't know deep history in com- the X-Men comics, but the last controversy they had in like an anime to live action was Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Um, once well, that's again. what Scarlett Johansson was supposed yeah. to play like a real. Well, I I don't have like a deep knowledge of Ghost in the Shell, but I have seen the movie and the original animated movie and stuff. It, it, it she's she's supposed to be Japanese. They that's very clear, like mm-hmm. from the name and her her whole uh, background in the movie and stuff. Um, it is a little unclear if she's Japanese because that's the culture that created the show, kind of like. Um, you know, we created the Avengers, so uh, Black Widow is a white lady. You know, like it's just kind of built into like you know culture. Or whatever. So it's yeah. it's not an it's not an intentional like that's important. Like in my head, Black Widow could be an Asian woman or a, a black woman or something, and fulfill a very similar kind of role. Kind of Nick Fury, you know, mm-hmm. could swap things. It's uh it's something that was like a product of like the culture that created it as a default. So it was kind of unclear if like it goes to the shelf if that was like an intention. Like it's important that she's Japanese. Or just because she was created by a Japanese like creator or mm-hmm. team or whatever. The big controversy in the movie that really like put salt in the wound for Scarlett Johansson being that character was that they made it a specific plot point that was not in. I mean, it was kind of important, but it they added a plot point in the movie that she is Japanese, but she was upgraded to the supreme species, which was a white woman. <laughs> That's the plot of the movie. She's born Japanese. 
they ripped her brain out of her body to put her into a white person's body as an upgrade, and that's that's the. Can I upgrade to Scar- Scarlett Johansson? But, the, but it's not just her. They also take a Japanese guy, take his brain out, and upgrade him to a white guy. The whole premise of the movie is everyone Asian is being taken by this evil syndicate and being upgraded to white people. That was the big controversy of the movie. It was like, yeah. So it was. It wasn't just that they like they had replaced mm-hmm. like these. Because I think because I think in Japan they actually interviewed people and they're like, oh, we like Scarlett Johansson. That's kind of cool. Then the movie comes out and they're like, why is this a plot point? It's mm-hmm. such a weirdly like like just twist the knife yeah. kind of like they did that in Altered Carbon too, huh? A little bit with the, with the male character, but at least with that, it was kind of like you can keep changing. Scarlett Johansson's character in Ghost in the Shell, like she doesn't have an option. She's devastated by the end of the movie mm-hmm. um, when she finds out all this stuff because she meets her mother. Like when that scene happened, it was like, I don't know how I feel about this because it is the bad guy that does it in the movie. But why did who wrote this <laughs> to make it a plot point? To like to uh, it, it was weird. It was like enough of a concession to like accept. Okay, cool. Okay, so Scarlett Johansson, I get it. We need this thing. But then they were like. Uh, so in, in this world, it's just gen- generally accepted that uh, everyone aspires to be a Caucasian person. It's like, what a weird message. And that's outside of the actual uh, cartoon or whatever? Um, when I watched the original cartoon movie, I didn't. I don't remember that being a point. She gets transferred to different bodies because uh, that's one of the things. It's like you, things you can be put into a cyborg thing. Well, okay. But, but the, the body looks kind of like it was ethnic, ethnic. Like you can't really tell. It's just kind of, this is another person. Well, it's another thing with the cartoons where yeah. I don't feel like and they didn't they didn't make it a big point. Like the, the in the original animated movie, it it would, the the thing she was devastated by was that she was taken from her original identity mm-hmm. to something else, you know. But in the movie, they added the thing is like, "Oh no, it's like you're like everybody aspires to be Caucasian, so that's why we did this to you." It was like, "Why was that detail added?" Like it literally they just, try to do it as kind of like a like a point on purpose. Like this is how we feel as you know you know white people are more important if you're white or something. I guess I, I don't know if I'm just like I don't know who too, directed it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know so. if I'm just being too critical of it. But if if that was the point, I would really wanted them seen to drive it home a lot more. Yeah, a little better. Like just I wanted them. I would want wanted them to have made it like a like a huge huge deal. Like she's devastated by it, but it didn't seem like um like a political like talking point to me. Yeah. It just kind of seemed like a plot point they put in to justify having like a blonde woman like play like this character and stuff. I, and I don't know if that was like a studio decision. Maybe the person who wrote the screenplay was like, that doesn't definitely... Well, she doesn't. was a huge actor, still is a huge actress. Yeah. So well, I no, mean, I mean like the plot the point. I don't know if like they just were like, listen, we have a successful animated movie. Let's do, do a shot for shot, yeah. which they pretty much did. Like you can take shots of the Ghost in the Shell movie the and, same then, movie. and the animated, yeah. and it's it's Almost. same scene. Sometimes they arrive to the scene in different ways. I was going to actually bring that up because this in 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 reference to uh, Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Take notes, guys, because uh, Ghost in the Shell did it perfectly. Like visually, there's these moments that happen like that. So it's clear that they were like they pretty much took like a shot for shot from the original movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like some studio exec is like, "Listen, we need to justify having a white woman in this." Like <laughs> or yeah, not. maybe. I don't know. Just just have her in there. It's fine. Like I mean, it, some people are going to still complain about it. Yeah. But it'll just be what it is. Well, especially if you're swapping bodies out like that all the time, because I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Uh, if you're swapping bodies out, I don't feel like it's that big of a stretch. You it, know? It, it was like a one level of like, it's kind of annoying, mm-hmm. but sure, they need to sell tickets. Yeah. But then we <laughs> saw the movie, and then they made that like like the they twist. Made that a plot point. I was like, 
oh my god like Weird. you know it's kind of like when someone says something offensive and they just keep digging the hole when they're with you and you're like <laughs> you know what dude you can just like stop. it doesn't even have to be a racial thing like if somebody mm-hmm. just says something to you they're like mm, that's not cool but then they keep going to try yeah. to, they try to backpedal but they just keep like digging deeper and you're like it'd be better if you just stopped now you know we just kept like i don't know how successful that movie ended up being it, was, very, it was a huge flop yeah. but it, the 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 live action adaptation was perfect to me. Like it, it was gorgeous. Like I didn't even care about anything else except for how uh, true to the original movies <clears throat> and series it was. I, I just appreciated that more than any other aspect of that movie. So, like, I guess it, in you know, like, kind of a parallel, if they do Cowboy Bebop and this this character with vicious that we're looking at now, mm-hmm. if if they go out of their way to point out that he's Caucasian for some reason. I don't. I don't even know the series. I just feel like that'd be a weird call out. It would if, if they're just if they're going to cast that, they should just own it and do it. Yeah, I mean, and don't, just, you don't need to just run with it. Why would you? <laughs> the other I mean, thing, the, the guy looks white to me. I mean, he's obviously very pale, but I don't know. He's white white hair, obviously. I, he looks kind of white, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't guess. Know. I get what you mean, Vince. I guess you're you're kind of right though. Like he's just another one of those like racially ambiguous. Like you can't really tell. He's Martian. Yeah. He just looks like. An anime character to me. Yeah. Um, another thing, Spike is like six two. The dude is tall. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in all the illustrations, he's always the tallest person. So I don't know if John Cho's six two. I actually but, don't know how tall John Cho is. Uh, you know, a big part of his fighting style is his legs, and when he swings his legs out to kick and everything, you can you really get an uh, an idea of. The, you know how big he is, how tall yeah. he is, lengthy. John Cho is five ten. He's shorter wow, than me. He's, yeah. So, well, that'll be interesting. A lot of low angles, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm looking at the Cowboy Bebop uh, IMDb. So I'm seeing if they. Nope, those were the only four listed. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens, guys. Uh, what else we got on the list? Yeah, we better get going, and we got a lot of, we got a ton of stuff. Uh, that that we was had. almost uh, an entire episode <laughs> of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> That's truth. Um, like Warner Brothers seems to be like, oh yeah, Shazam, we we did the right thing this time. Oh, and they've already greenlit Shazam too. Which, oh, nice. I was um, I thought it was going to be the Black Adam, like he was going to be introduced in there, but apparently. Black Adam is having his own solo movie first. No which is, way. Which is why uh, I think they didn't have. That's going to be connected. Yeah. It's got to yeah, be. Well, I, it has to be. Yeah. has to be. I, I saw I saw something that The Rock had like either tweeted or an interview or something mm-hmm. about that because I think Dwayne Johnson is one of the producers. He is Shazam. one of the producers. I read that too. So I, I, th- I think that that was like kind of like the deal. Like they were like crossing the fingers that Shazam was going to do like really well and mm-hmm. then Black Adam was going to be like the follow up. and Yeah. So but that that kind of is a good strategy. It's a way of doing your own universe, mm. kind of. So everybody's getting solo movies, but it's still kind of connected without worrying about being connected. I'm not a fan of doing bad guy origin stories. When they had Magneto, they were talking about doing mm-hmm. it. They're doing a Joker one. I'm not excited about. It doesn't. Black need Adam to be. Ha- maybe has enough to fill a movie. I can. I can't. I can't if they if they can I mean, find like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has enough to fill a movie, but I don't know about Black Adam. <laughs> if they can, it works really well having the Rock too because he was also the Scorpion King. Yeah, that's what I was thinking If they too. can find like a part of his personality that that could be the style of the movie that's different than Shazam, I mm-hmm. think that'll really work because Shazam really caught me by surprise for all the reasons we talked about right after the movie came out. Yeah. I didn't know too much about the character. When I found out everything about it, it was ridiculous. Kind of like Hellboy and Aquaman. I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. We're here. It's like, like let let's, just, just, let's just be out here yeah. for the ride. Like, yeah. So if they can find that thing, because Shazam had a very like distinct style 
that was familiar but different. Mm. If they can do that for Black Adam, because I don't know anything about I Black don't Adam. I think they can. I mean, like, I feel like it's going to be like a Scorpion King thing to where, like, hey, this is really popular. Let's make another movie about it. And that mm-hmm. was obviously kind of flopped. But see, the I've never actually seen things of him by himself. He's always just like popped in in a Shazam yeah, thing. Yeah, it's always been him and Shazam. With justice league or like it's superman and shazam are like trying to fight off whatever villain and black Mm -hmm. adam shows up yeah so i've never actually like (laughs) i don't really know a lot about black adam that's the that's the challenge for whoever's writing the screenplay or whoever wrote the screenplay like if you're a good writer you can you can figure it out like shazam i don't know who wrote it but the guy who directed it was like a youtube filmmaker yeah like he used to make youtube movies and then he did a short film lights out and they did horror movies and they did Shazam, like he he found like a voice for it. So if you can if you can do that, yeah. Then. I mean, yeah, if you can. I just I don't feel like Warner Brothers does that though. I feel like they just go mm, money. Yeah. We can make some more over here. Let's try just to do this or that. You know, if if it's the same team making Black Adam, I'm gonna give it a shot because I I didn't expect to like Shazam that much. Yeah. So I, they might have be onto something. I'll definitely go see it, but I'm I'm not thinking it's going to do what they think and it's going to do. <laughs> I'm, that. I'm so curious to see how they're going to take this storyline. Where are yeah. they going to take it? Is it going to start with like Billy Batson and all the, and the, all the, you know, kids like at the house have or anybody whatever. in it that's because it's going to be thought, almost, wait, so almost I thought shazam the, 2 is greenlit to be shazam 2 is going to happen but yeah. we're talking i'm talking about black adam oh uh, his own like solo, his film. solo movie i thought i thought that shazam was going to make cameos in black adam's movie that's what i heard i don't know i didn't i would i would hope so you know uh, even if they're not on the same timelines like if it shoots over to show like yeah Shazam's doing this right now and then it shoots back and like Black Adam's kind of like doing something to where you can tell later on that's going to converge at some point you know I could see that happening but it's just be so hard though because Black Adam like happened in the past obviously like way 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 in the past Mm -hmm. and so where has he been this entire time I know that he's been banished like probably somewhere across the universe or something but um or what if they take like a cloak and dagger uh, you, you still haven't seen that the new Clo- one? Cloak and Dagger, like the first season. I saw the first season. Oh, season? Okay. Yeah. So the what if they take like a Cloak and Dagger? I know Cloak and Dagger is Marvel, but what if they take that kind of approach where it's like a few minutes of just like explosion, radiation. Now they got superpowers. Okay, now let's get to the story. Or even um, as much as I hate to admit this, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Or they kind of set up his like Egyptian origin yeah. for like five or ten minutes, and then just skip ahead present day. Yeah, yeah, but like then that wouldn't be a solo film. I feel like it seems to be like it's an origin film. So like mm-hmm. you're not gonna have any of that Shazam stuff until maybe the very end. I it, don't feel like it's gonna. I wonder what what comes out first, Black Adam or Shazam Two? Because Black, Adam, would... Black Adam's coming out first. Okay, I, I feel like he would be in the Shazam Two movie. Well, because it would make more more sense. Like because I've seen Marvel do this too. Like mm-hmm. with. Black Panther, we first see him in a Captain America movie. Yeah. But see, even Black Panther, they kind of did an origin movie, but not really, because in, was it Civil War he appeared in first? Yeah, he did Civil War. They, 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 you know, somebody even asked him, like, where'd you come from? He's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like, they kind of, like, graze over it, but you but, understood. Well, like, they didn't really, they grazed over it, but the way he said it, like, yeah. his delivery of that told you everything you need to know exactly. about that character. So maybe if they would have, if these movies came out in reverse, they maybe they could do something like that. Or, or even, when speaking of Hellboy, uh, they pretty much do his origin because all of us have seen the original Hellboy movies yeah. and stuff. They kind of did his origin in like three minutes, and then it was like, and now he's thirty, and, <laughs> yeah. and and then they just moved on from there. So I don't know. But it would have to be then 
after the first Shazam movie. So it'd be like, and stuff way back then, and hey, now here we're today, which would make it almost a Shazam 2. If they find an angle, I don't know. I like Shazam a lot. I don't know if it's going to go down in like the hall, the histories, you know, like. I think it'll be the start of the new like DC, like EU if they try Mm -hmm. to go for that. It's too early for me to tell. Yeah, it's too early. It it could be a one-off if they don't try to go in that direction, but I feel like they kind of get it a little bit like, ooh, maybe maybe we should work on this. I I guess I just... Black Adam and then Shazam 2 end up being really good, then Mm. they got something on their hands. Yeah, I guess I just kind of gauge it off of, like, I didn't have the same kind of feeling I did after seeing Iron Man. After seeing Iron Man, I was like, oh my god, like, Marvel's figured it out. We've settled for the Venoms. Yeah. You know, those types of movies. Like, not the character, but, like, the those kind of cash-grab movies. Like, But when Iron Man came out, like, they, they fucking figured it out. Yep. Like, <laughs> they figured this out. And then, like, here we are, 22 movies later, you know? And they've still figured it out. Like, yeah. even at their worst. No, they, Warner Brothers just, I don't feel like they, they don't figure it out. In my personal experience, mm-hmm. from what I've from what I've read, from what I've seen, what I've gathered, I feel like they, they base all the, their moves solely. And you know that corporations are going to do that. They're going to base their moves on money. But I feel like they base their moves solely on money when they're working in like an artistic environment. That, that's what I'm saying is like I didn't get this that that tingly feeling in Shazam where like, oh, they figured it out. All right. I, I feel like that they made a good movie and they figured out this character, but I don't think they figured out like an infrastructure for, oh, like yeah, for going a forward. world or a series or anything like that. Yeah. Like I was like, this was a fun movie. I don't see it expanding too much from beyond this. You know, it's like it's too early to tell yeah. what, what's going to If they did go like forward and mm-hmm. continued stuff like Shazam, I feel like it could. But mm-hmm. like they, you never know. I mean, I know that this Joker movie has been worked on since before this mm-hmm. Shazam came out. But from what I've seen, I'm I'm just not a big fan. I feel like the with the Black Adam idea, it's less of a Black Adam movie yeah. and more of a rock movie you know they're like <laughs> hey he's he he is like one of the biggest you know actors That's, i'm afraid right of now. that i am afraid of that like black adam just turning into a rock movie yeah it's just a rock he's uh, awesome which is we is, love him we mm-hmm. i love the rock yeah and i've been a huge fan for a long long time uh but uh, there are just things that end up like being uh, this like stigma kind of rock movies mm-hmm. So, like, one of the reasons I'm so frustrated with, like, WB and the DC stuff is, like, the DC stuff, for the majority of it, is, like, objectively, like, so inferior to, like, a lot of other superhero stuff that's out. And you're right. There's a lot of cash grab stuff. But we have a couple friends that work over at Warner Brothers, and we talk to them. And it's an ongoing joke. Anytime we do a sponsored video with WB or we're around friends of WB, we're like, do DC better. And the reason that that's kind of a joke and also like it hurts so much is because we know for a fact from firsthand experience that that Warner Brothers has like a stable of like really great writers. And um, like Crazy Rich Asians showed that. Mm -hmm. And soon everyone will see that Blinded by the Light has like fucking like on point writing and there's other movies too there's just two that came to mind because there's the two that wb did that like blew my mind but the, they're not accessing them for the dc with the exception of like patty jenkins who did wonder woman we got to meet her at youtube before wonder woman came out and stuff and she kind of made it a point of like we need to separate ourselves from whatever this has been happening yeah from dc and like she understood like the 
I don't even say nuances of the character because I feel like the things that she fought for from WB to put into the Wonder Woman movie were like huge character points. Yeah. She's like, you have to actively work to ruin Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman because that's the holy trinity of superheroes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. for decades. Yeah. Okay, I saw that there's just going to be a Snake Eyes origin story movie or a Snake Eyes movie from G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, really? Yes. And we got That's a Morbius. Like, like, one of Spider-Man's, like, villains is Wait, Morbius. Morbius? Yeah. He's going to get his own the movie. Vampire? Yeah, yeah, it's been for a long time. They're already, they already have set photos from it. Jared Leto is in Morbius. And, like, so huh. what, what are we going to do with this? There's obviously not going to be any Spider-Man involved in it. Wait. So, like, for what reason do we have Morbius? It's the only... And the only so, reason, in my, like, yeah. opinion is Sony has these characters. They want to use them, them. And then they want to make some money off of them. Is Jared Leto going to be the Joker? Yeah. Joker's oh, no, no, in that, DC. No, DC. Jared Leto is Morbius. He's the, oh, like he's a going vampire. To be yeah. Wow. These, uh, in these Marvel. Act, these actors are going to be like so confusing now with these different. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of them that are double dipping that are both in DC and Marvel now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, but, so Morbius, if he's a vampire, you know what would be, I'm not saying this would justify making it, but it would make it a little bit better. It'd be interesting if they decided to go like, a, try to do like a horror movie. That'd be great. You, you know? know what's funny too is they made Morbius like super like TV or uh, friendly to kids because mm-hmm. uh, instead oh, yeah. of like biting to, to suck the, the plasma. Hands. He has like the things on his hands. Yeah, in the cartoon, they're like he's like plasma, and he yeah. like, puts the hands on people's face. And he's a little suction Sucks cup. The plasma. Uh, like, you know, it's like e- easier for kids to digest exactly. instead of like I'm gonna bite your neck. Now, Snake Eyes. I'm gonna put this out there. I, I didn't love the GI Joe movies. Actually, actually, I like the GI Joe movies, not as GI Joe movies, <laughs> just like action movies. Yeah. They were great. They didn't feel like GI Joe to me, with the exception. Of Snake Eyes and uh, Storm, Storm Shadow, Shadow. Yeah. with the exception of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, it didn't feel like a, a GI Joe movie to me. So if they're doing like that, Snake Eyes, maybe it's like, not strong enough of a character to write on that. Really, there's I, a I, lot of history on Snake Eyes though, yeah. and and, and uh, about his like clan and where he comes from and. The story behind how he lost He's his vision. He's a quiet vision. dude, right? Uh, kind of. How are you going to do a movie about like a guy that's generally like very uh, quiet, reserved, and quiet? Yeah. So is, is, is is this going to be WB as well, or like who's doing know. this one? Who owns? So I think maybe Universal. Okay, because um, the reason I give a little bit of hope for this is Snake Eyes is very similar to the Ninjas in Mortal Kombat, and John Tobias wrote like a lot of the lore for the Ninjas in Mortal Kombat, and even though they're just palette swaps of each other, he wrote like an incredibly like nuanced storyline for those guys that like I remember like the back of my hand to this day. If they can get writers like that, because like in Mortal Kombat up until the recent series, like Scorpion didn't speak either because he he was like a skeleton, you know, and stuff. So they wrote like interesting things for it, but it just happens. It all kind of goes around the talent of the writers, Mm. like what they're able to like do, you know? I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. Out of all of the G.I. Joes, Snake Eyes is the most mysterious. So I can see how they would pick him to do the movie. Plus, he was like the highest selling toy Ooh, of all the G.I. Yeah, Joes. Wait, I'm, I'm reading this article and now I'm losing faith. Okay, because it says it's going to be directed by the guy who directed Divergent, Insurgent, and Allegiant. Uh, so that's already a red flag because it wasn't that the series that like failed so bad that they almost made it a TV movie. I watched Divergent. I don't remember if I saw the other two. Someone correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I think this this was starring the girl that was in Fault in Our Stars, I think. I believe so. Okay, so this was supposed to be as big as Twilight, or not Twilight, uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. 
the first movie did okay, and I guess the second movie like flopped, and then they they decided to go to like a made for TV movie, and then none of the actors were like, we didn't sign up for that, mm-hmm. and then they tried to like adapt it into like a series for TV, and then everybody just like jumped ship, and they just never finished it. Oh, yeah, I was, I was wondering. I was what gonna say, I don't there. think that they released the last one, did they? They never. They, I don't think they ever finished any of the series. So like, that does not give me good feelings for that guy directing. A snake eyes movie. well the director i don't i don't feel like always should take the blame for that but like yeah i mean um, that's three big like marks against you you know like, yeah you like you you like killed a series <laughs> you murdered a now, hero not to say that <laughs> i didn't read the books but for all my friends that read like those uh, uh dystopian teen novels and yeah. stuff i feel like that genre is kind of a little bit of a low bar anyway and then they said like the divergent series was like the worst of them i'm like that's not good because it's <laughs> yeah. Did, was there more things? Or I want to wrap yeah. it up. Did you, you see you that were, there are some Endgame tickets that sold for fifteen thousand dollars a piece? Was it what? a piece or a pair? Yeah, so, I guess they're two tickets. What, okay, for this, what? Opening day? Opening day? Yeah. yeah. Four, no Three forty p.m. AMC dining Yo, tickets. I would not pay. 10 grand almost Wait, 10 grand i like this first listing nine nine thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars then 53 dollars in shipping oh what? my gosh what is or 54 wait no, am I reading four dollars and oh four dollars okay i'm just yeah. reading our four dollars but why would you it'd just be free shipping at yeah. that point why? Oh, it's just funny he's like i want to get my four dollars <laughs> exactly you pay for shipping I'm just giving you ten grand. That's all. I feel like New York should have plenty of showings. I don't know, though, man. You go look now. I mean, uh, you from what you've told me, they've, they've added some showings. But like within that day, man, mm-hmm. it was already gone. Most of the stuff from that day. Yeah, yeah. So no, I was fighting. I fought for six hours to get our tickets. So is, this, like, is this a world uh, record for pre-sales? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely that's the biggest pre-sale ever. And I remember, didn't we talk about this a couple podcasts ago? I was like, you oh, know, maybe we could scalp some tickets. It's like people are freaking scalping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for tickets. insane amounts. I mean, you could, I could buy a used car for those you, amounts. You know what, though? I'm not mad about it because I, one of my greatest joys is I love seeing people love things. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, I don't understand Dungeons & Dragons at all. Yeah. Uh, but I have a couple friends that I used to like hang out with when I was on tour, like when I'd stop through their city and I watched them play and I was genuinely like, I loved how happy they were mm-hmm. in that. And that goes for anything else. Like when people talk about other things, like when Vince talks about Cowboy Bebop, I don't know anything about it. But like, <laughs> I love that he loves it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and well, when you see someone that excited about something, you're like, I'm excited too. Maybe yeah. I do want to watch this. You know? I see. I don't have that connection necessarily. Sometimes I'm like, that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to invest my time in learning yeah. D&D. But like I love it, the just enthusiasm for yeah. it. It just makes you happy that that makes that person happy. Other people happy. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was like a genuine human trait, or just a general human trait. But that's not true at all. People don't like to see like other people happy at stuff. Like I've I've I've, I've understood it like firsthand, but also with other people, I'm like, why don't you just let them enjoy that? <laughs> or like when I, I I get like on. Uh, I've never seen you as excited about Mortal Kombat uh, uh, for anything else. <laughs> but see, that's the thing is like. Uh, I'll start talking about it and then like get immediately squashed on on stuff. And That's like we're yeah. I guess none of our friends are like Mortal Kombat fans because I, I mean I don't I, I don't really know a lot about it, but mm-hmm. like I don't 
put anyone down because they like no. Mortal Kombat though either. Yeah. Unless it's hurting somebody else, just like let people like things. Like <laughs> Yeah, I talked to some lady at like my kid's softball game about it. She's like, Oh my gosh, I don't understand why anyone would ever do that. And I was like, Well, it's opening day. You don't want to get it spoiled. You really love it. You got the money. Game, yeah. And I'm like and she's like, I just don't understand it. I was like, Oh it's not for you. I do understand. because I, I'm like I I don't for one, I don't want to be spoiled. For one, I want to be the first person. Like yeah. I, I remember when the tickets were going down uh, there was a, a bunch of tickets in that like twenty something movie marathon. Oh, they oh, have yeah, a, yeah. one of those here in LA, and uh, there's a bunch of movie the t- uh, things in there. And I was like, okay, this is two hundred dollars a piece. If uh, things go south here in the next couple hours and I can't get tickets, would I be willing to pay two hundred dollars? And I might have been if I had it. Like if mm. I had the money, I might be like, eh, whatever. I just won't That's show up for the first hamburgers. twenty movies. <laughs> So yeah, that's three hundred tacos. I mean, I paid a lot of money to take my kids to go to Wrigley Field, you know, when yeah, you know, to see the Cubs. That's a lot. I paid like fifteen hundred dollars last year to do that. I mean, Oof. that's a lot. I mean, some yeah. people that might be a lot, not be a lot, but that's like seven cheesesteaks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from Gino's shipped here. <laughs> hey, don't tease me. No, just play. But the the thing is, like, yeah, I don't know. That it's it's a good example because, like, yeah, with the end game, like, I'm just that excited. I'm I'm not gonna like. If we didn't get tickets that day, I would be disappointed. But I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go like postal or anything. Mm. I don't want to sit in the um, the masses of people. Like, but I did. Like one of the things I I wanted to go opening night, not only to see it early, not get spoiled. I love the energy in yes. the L.A. crowd opening night for movies like that. When when we went to see, went to see Infinity War and we were with our friend Ruth Ann and Boss Level Eight, but specifically Ruth Ann is very energetic. Um, I was a little smashed and super excited for the movie. Like we were, you know, we were like uh, anybody but Americans watching soccer, and we weren't out of place. Like we were loud and screaming and stuff, but other so people much were that, just as excited. You know, yeah, uh, so much that you would, you, I would miss things. Thankfully, I was able to watch that movie seven times yeah but i had to see it one again like the next day because there's so many things i missed Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i don't like about having like a packed theater i i dig the energy i totally like uh you know i enjoy that people are enjoying but shut the fuck up i I want to hear i enjoyed it better uh not that i don't enjoy it now but i think i enjoyed it better when it was midnight showings you know what I'm saying? When it was actually midnight. When it was actually midnight, because then you'd get the people. That I, I, I'm sure, like we're gonna still get those people coming to the, like these crazy showings that are like all day long on that day. But like on midnight showings of, uh, I think the one of the last things that had mid mid midnight midnight was Batman Return, Batman mm. Return, Dark Knight mm. Returns, maybe something like that. I feel like people that would come out, like we'd have great conversations waiting in line because you'd have to come because yeah. they didn't have to pick your seats then. You'd have to come wait in line oh, and yeah. forever. <laughs> Just be like, hey, we're gonna get our seats, but you come, you know, we we show up at nine or ten and wait till midnight. Vince and I saw Captain Marvel. We were in Orlando. Um, Even then, I I didn't even think of this, but we we scored tickets at Disneyland basically, and I totally forgot there's like Marvel Disneyland, like everything was decked out. There was like a Agents of Shield headquarters and Mm. stuff. Then when we got in the theater, it was not quite as high level of energy as Infinity War, but really close. When the the end credits stuff happened, the girl next to me, like, excuse me, the row of girls next to me screamed 
like Freddy Krueger just jumped on screen. Yeah. Like, and, and I love that. I mean, I I, just, I, I know Vince doesn't like that. Like, well, because I, I missed what she said at the end, and then thankfully we have a list, so we we can see this twenty five to twenty seven dollar movie though, as many times as we want. You know, I guess the difference though is like I heard what she said, and so did the people next to me. So I don't think we missed things. We were just oh, like, I'm glad y'all didn't miss. I was like, what did she say? And you were like, <laughs> she said this. And like, yeah. How did anyone fucking hear that? Because like we're so involved, like I still saw like every like little detail of the movie. Like I was so like in it, like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like there's a difference between like uh, where were we seeing? I forget what was it Dumbo and someone was like having a phone call in the back row. I was like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm kind of, like people like watching because it's like when people are watching sports, people don't yell at each other like I missed it because you were cheering and stuff. I love the energy of like yeah, like this is happening. Like yeah. we're in it. Like, well, there's generally no any dialogue, dialogue in, sports. in sports though. But there is there's people talking through the entire thing. Uh, yeah, well, that's but not, it's not like what you're paying part. attention yeah. to. What you're paying attention to is you're reading whatever's being happening on the game. Like I don't, I don't see it that way. I like it, when I get there, like people are like listening to announcers or like watching the jumbotron and stuff. It's the same thing. Like if if you enjoy sports, then let people enjoy movies. Like, yeah. that's my yeah. thing. Like let people let people love the movies. Like I. I, I I love it. So that that was part of the thing about getting the end game tickets at opening night. It's like I know there's not going to be another opening night with yeah. that energy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I want to be part of that. Uh, just like a little side note, I do I do kind of feel bad for the person that, that can't afford like to go see it again. You know, or whatever, or has to wait till it's like on television. Yeah, and it was too loud or something like that, or there was someone and, like texting or calling on the phone or something. You totally well, miss a well the a texting big point the texting thing. and calling on the phone. That's a whole another issue. But if like if you don't shouting, or if something. you don't want like the energies of like the crowd, then go two weeks later. Like, yeah. This is the easiest thing. I think that's why I don't mind about like waiting. Like I don't I don't really care about like opening day anything like that. Like so, Vince's tickets for a sale. Yeah, everybody wants it. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want my ticket, I got an extra one right now. <laughs> Uh, but I don't think I can sell it. I think it's like it's, it's, I, got, you can have I bought mine. four, and then I bought two, and they're like online. So uh, like I'm like I don't think I can split them. Uh, I'm cool with yelling and screaming and opening night for Endgame because I got a list, y'all. <laughs> so I can see it as many times as I f and want to afterward. Uh, apparently, Endgame's gonna have Stanley's last cameo because uh, yeah. Russo's thinks that he wasn't uh, well enough to film the cameo for Far From Home, which is a really poetic ending. Yeah, I think it's proper. It was interesting what they were saying about his cameo in uh, Captain Marvel. He couldn't like he was saying the lines, but his he was so like low energy, like wasn't able to say it in order to for the microphone to capture it. Yeah, that they had just like added lines in from mall rats they called kevin smith yeah to, like put, take his alternate takes from mall rats oh crazy that was that was the yeah that was the audio they used oh, i didn't know so kevin said that he didn't have it but universal had it so at some point this is how much everybody loves stan lee is that disney and universal came to an agreement to make the cameo happen <laughs> so they they were able to dig up the archival alternate takes of that line mm. so they could have him say it a few times that's crazy so i used to do stuff that was kind of like guitar hero kind of things for like a, a app a web mm-hmm. app and like they just basically like here log in here and go to this uh place where they have all the stuff and you can here's a bunch of uh, hard drives with uh the you know the yeah. bass and the guitar and all the stuff of these you know, acapellas stems. of these famous the, songs the technical side i know is like pretty simple nowadays but it's the fact that they just had an agreement about a multi-million dollar yeah. movie like that like sure we're not going to ask for 50 percent of the profits <laughs> of the, you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> 
kind of wonder what Stan, like, if he wasn't as well for Captain Marvel, like, I wonder what, like, what's going to be like in this one, you know? It's probably pretty similar because I, I, they, I was under the understanding that they did them all, like, at the same time. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And they implied, I don't, this might not be true, but they implied that, like, all of it was, like, offset, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, at his home or some somewhere where they green screen stuff yeah, or something like where he didn't have to like travel far to do it but i don't know it, only the people who didn't know so yeah what well, a stream i know what a pod stream cast thing oh we should wrap up i know we got more to talk but we can save it for next week yeah, yeah. after all the end game stuff and stuff you guys if all goes well the next thing you'll hear from us is our thoughts on end game Man, and uh, Rod's MK11 feedback after <laughs> my game. Uh, my head is going to explode that week because th- there's a three day gap between Endgame and Mortal Kombat releases. I don't know who decided that would be. I mean, I'm grateful, but holy crap, that's a lot of that's like having like Christmas three days in a row, <laughs> you know, as a kid or something. That's amazing, but like so overload. Mortal Kombat's 25 years in the making for me and then Endgame is like 22 movies in the making yeah. in my entire adulthood. Like, how, what? <laughs> how did that timing work? Yeah, this is an epic time for 80, 90s kids overall, I think. Or even, you know, I'm 37. Mm-hmm. People like in their 20s are like, oh, I remember when I was 10 years old and I saw this. Like, yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to have to explain to my five-year-old niece someday the importance of the mcu Mm -hmm. like of iron man you know it's crazy how many movies like uh i remember when i went into college we we had like this box set of bond movies and it was like maybe 20 at the time i think there's 25 now or 26 Mm -hmm. and uh we were watching like one a week like we got that we got as many bond movies uh, within 10 years as they had within 30 yeah <laughs> you know like when that was a really popular series so yeah i hope comics stay relevant in the future i know it's kind of not what we're talking about right now no no i agree uh i know that they i was just thinking people, about kids growing up they like won't read comics not all of them uh i, I think I don't they, know. They, they're kind of evergreen because even kind of touching back on the mortal Kombat thing yeah we've gotten to the point where the mortal Kombat graphic novel is canon to the game oh and people who read the comics know who's going to be in the game. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so, like, I, they haven't done one yet for Mortal Kombat 11, but they did one for the gap between Mortal Kombat 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. And so the people who read the comics knew the story leading up to Mortal Kombat 10 and knew who was, who was and wasn't going to be in the game. So, like, it, it, it's, it's still transcending. Because you would think, like, something like a video game wouldn't utilize outdated technology, like, yeah. not technology, mediums. Mm-hmm. But they actually embraced like comic books like later on i mean they did earlier too but the earlier stuff was just kind of auxiliary cash grab stuff like this was actually like to enhance like the world and the story and things so somehow it just like kind of stays relevant somehow i feel like it's hard for kids to get into comics because there's no place to jump in like it's Mm. really it's really hard for them to just be like well where do i start you know well there's no way they're gonna get their hands on like unless they were like reissues of first runs well you could do marvel unlimited i mean you got a tablet or you got a phone even or online computer you can pull up Mm. everything ever but newer stuff it's all gonna be like a comic shop thing now i feel like if you go into a comic shop and even there's been problems with marvel in the last seven years some people were complaining more that it was like a they're trying to do diversity on on purpose just to do diversity as like i don't know you know we should do this because it's nice to do as opposed to like writing good stories and uh the marvels had like a rather big slump with all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff Uh, but i feel like with that it was more the fact that when kids would come to a comic book store 
they would look to look for Captain America, but there was no Captain America. There was Falcon as Captain America. You know mm. what I'm saying? And when they come mm. from come, came for Thor, there was no Thor. It was um, Jane Foster. Jane Foster as Thor. So they weren't like coming in to they were coming in to get those comic books uh-huh. or to see their see the people that they just seen in these movies. But that's who was in the comics, and so they're like, "Wait a minute, this is not the same as what I was thinking." Kind of deal. That does suck, but a little bit of a counterpoint, not to be like an ass about it, but mm. like that's what it was like growing up for me always. <laughs> I mean. So like, like, um, not specifically in seeing a movie and then going to look for the thing, mm. but like to go into comic book store and be like, uh, "I'm looking for a superhero that I could grow up to be," and I look in the entire comic book store and there's not a single face that's mine. Well, I'm not saying you it's know, like, like that kind of like they can't find someone that's me. I'm saying yeah, that like you. it's not the same characters as mm-hmm. what they just saw in. I get you. It wasn't like the, yeah, Falcon wasn't the, was like someone else. Yeah, yeah. Captain America, you know, like Thor was someone else. Spider Man was someone else. Yeah, it wasn't but I feel the like, same. I, it was always, I know, maybe not to kids, but to me, it was always made clear that the comic books and the movies were always like separate entities. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't on the same timelines or anything like that. So I don't know. I think it was kind of cool to like reinvent stuff, but. Um, I mean, they have Riri now as like Iron. Uh, Iron Heart. Like Iron Heart. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And so, like, and you can see how like they, it's kind of been, they've been doing that for the last five to seven years, I think. Mm-hmm. And they had like a slump pretty much the exact same time as mm-hmm. that. I, so I do agree, though, that it would be much stronger for them to just create like very strong new characters yes. that we're representing than to like shoehorn them into these other things. Mm-hmm. But baby steps, I'm taking it like when they made the first like Korean Hulk, I was like, you know, not the greatest thing, but I'm going to take it for right now yes. until the next thing. I was going to say it's the same thing. They, yeah, they made Hulk Korean. They, it's That's what the fans at the time were like. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing this? Uh, are they doing it just because of diversity instead of creating new characters? I'll tell you what, what I've kind of learned in L.A. Um, the last couple of years is uh, specifically in YouTube. It's a really big trend for like YouTubers to be like, YouTube's trying to fuck me over. And they're using the term like the uh, YouTube as like it's like a person. Mm-hmm. It's like a very large company. So there's probably lit- literally like hundreds or, you know, maybe even, I don't know, hundreds of like perspectives on it in within the company. So I would get I would go as far to say like Marvel's probably the same way. There's probably a lot of different motivations. And so some of them might be cash grabs. Some of them might be like, this would be cool to do. Some might genuinely be trying to like work their way, like pull that seat up to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, because in uh, like Hollywood and YouTube and film and music even, uh, there's a lot of like fight for representation, both in race, mm-hmm. like gender, like sexual orientation, all that stuff. A lot of it's genuine, but... I'm not going to sh- call them out now, but like we have a friend that's very close. It's a very like prominent like celebrity that is very big in like the LGBTQ community, mm. but they kind of feign it because that's the way they can sustain their popularity. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's not my place to like out that. Um, but at the same time, like, mm, like if only like. I, so that's but that shows the diversity in the motivations. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's some people that are like genuinely like this. I wish I had this growing up, and then there's some people who are like, I could make a lot of money if I pretended, you know. So it's like, yeah, ah, it sucks. And there, and there's no way for someone who isn't in it to yeah. like know. And yeah, so it kind of sucks. Like I don't know. I don't know in Marvel like which characters were like, well, that would be a good fit. Someone genuinely thought that, whether it was or not. Well, there's a lot of them that were had great stories and. I mean, Miles Morales alone was a, was a great arc, and uh, Captain Marvel—you know, going from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel—is a great mm-hmm. arc. 
And so, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in there. I was just saying that, like, from when Vince was asking, you know, if kids are going to be reading comics, yeah. Yeah. They have, the Marvels had a slump in the last six to seven years, and that slump is coincident with all of their characters not being the characters that were in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the kids are like, oh, I'm going to show up to see Iron Man. It's not Iron Man. I'm going to yeah. show up yeah. to see this They get person. to the comic store, there. and what's hot is not the thing they just saw in the movie. I guess exactly. an, another thing they could start doing though is start adapting some of those things to movies. Because like yeah. when they did Into the Spider-Verse, I think that really brought Miles Morales to like the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were When we were in Orlando, we uh, talked a long time actually like into the wee hours of the night with, with Roberto Blake uh, about how he was like, I finally have my Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like he was like growing up in the neighborhood I grew up in. Like we liked Spider-Man when he was in the suit, but we couldn't identify when he was Peter Parker. Now we have Miles and Miles is like both Spider-Man and his own thing. Yeah. And but like now kids can like go see into Spider-Verse and be like whether you're black white or anything else, you see mm-hmm. Miles like he's just a cool character. Yeah. And so then you can go like to the comic book store and see it. So it, it might be to mix of both things. If there's really good characters in the comic books, maybe they just need to start making those movies cuz I think Ms. Marvel's confirmed in the MCU at some point. I don't think, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know if it's a solo movie, but oh, yeah, for the like, confirmed like for the series. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to be in her own movie. I don't think yeah. it's going to be a movie, but I think they said that this, she's going to be in the MCU. Yeah, they've talked about stuff like that for a while. So, like, things like that might be a good, like, medium. Like, it's, it comes from all directions. Like, a vi- like, everyone needs to work together on this. Like, new characters need to be made that are really strong. <laughs> like, characters that are in uh, comics should go to movies. Like mm-hmm. maybe the comics start need to make things that are in the movies, like yeah, it's the mix of things. What are you I'm, laughing at? I'm so sorry. I I uh, opened Instagram, and the first thing I saw was Mark Hamill himself. His Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had made the joke about Palpatine's laugh at the end being yeah. Joker. He, he just posted a picture of Joker with his uh, lightsaber. Nice. That's hilarious. That's funny. All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, guys, and I think we're sad. done. Yeah, uh, thanks again for sticking around. If you've reached this far, congratulations. Um, you get 100 points. That's right. You get my <laughs> ticket to Endgame. Stay tuned for next week. It's going to be like massive. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, there's so no much crap. We've already about. even established what's going on before we just went on that last tangent. So uh, me and Rod are part of our KVC. We're a band. We're musicians, uh, songwriters. we got a YouTube channel. You can also listen to our music on Spotify and find that on YouTube as well, as, long, as well as all the other uh, social medias. Uh, and Josh, Josh, you got a bunch of things happening too, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we just do Bands Life. Bands Life is what I do when I talk to bands about how they're surviving the music industry. And then uh, are the kids, they still doing it? Yeah, they want to. I don't know if they do Nerd Schmert anymore. They just they want to do it. They just don't have the time, I think. You got some uh, good content over at Nerd Schmert as well. You can check some that funny out. funny stuff. Um, yeah, next week's going to be the big one, guys. And uh, thanks again for listening. This is Yellow Spandex. <laughs> I like when Vince says that. Gotta get the movie voice. (laughs) Movie voice. This is yellow spandex. Finish him. I got the voice.